Warning. This podcast will contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on? I am Scooch Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous Podcast. What's going on with you, bro? <clears throat> another day, another dollar, they call it. You know, in some cases, a nickel, but your boy is making it. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, very, very ready to get this pod started, man. But how about you, man? How you feeling? Uh, I cannot complain, man. I am uh, A-OK. You know what I'm saying? Enjoying life. Ready to get this pod started as well, my guy. A-OK. Man, I haven't heard that since I was in high school. What? A-OK? A-OK. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's good. That's good, man. Yeah, Yo, man. when I tell you it's been an interesting couple of days, man. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we, we put out we put out 13 Ghost Friday. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Put out Halloween Kills Saturday. Mm-hmm. And bonus then, episode. Bonus episode. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we don't know if people listen to it yet because some people might not have seen it or some people might not care or some mm-hmm. people might be holding it all because they didn't watch it initially. But the reason I bring it up, I was wrong. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what I was wrong about. What's that? Now, I've only seen, I seen, let me see, I think I've seen it Sunday. So I don't know what it is now. But I said that I believe that one of the reasons they put it on Peacock was because they wasn't expecting to get, you know what I'm saying, a, a huge start. Oh, yeah, they did. What, 50 mil, 50, didn't they? They did 50 mil, my guy. <laughs> and I was so wrong, I man. Mean, to me, I think that, you know what I'm saying, when they release it, they do it the right way because, you know what I'm saying, with it being Halloween, they always try to release them around, you know what I'm saying, Halloween or some mm-hmm. somewhere in October. So, you know what I'm saying, people are in that, you know what I'm saying, festive Halloween mood. So, you know, they definitely going to want to go see it. And then I can only imagine just how many people, you know what I'm saying, watched it on Peacock as well. So I'm sure that they got some type of cut out of subscriptions on that. Um, a lot of people that I know of watched it on Peacock. And that's, that's that was really like the main thing everybody was talking about all weekend. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I can imagine. Yeah, I, I, you know, like I told you before, I follow a lot of horror things and like and I've seen people talking about it in the comments and people mm-hmm. was like, I watched it on both. Like I went to the movies and I watched it on Peacock. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? I was throwing the link around like like candy, but like I, <laughs> every Halloween thing I seen, but I threw the link in there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I was I, I just wanted to say that I was wrong, man. I made 50 mil over the weekend. And but like you said. And like I just mentioned, some people watched it in the theater. I'm like, yo, I want to watch it again. And, you know, you can watch it on Peacock. Mm-hmm. So um, they went in out here in these streets, man. They, they made a good decision. They did really good. Um, you know, if y'all want to hear the thoughts that we had on that, you can go back, check out that bonus episode that we put out, which I thought was a good episode, man. I yeah. can't, I can't, yo, listen. I had to use that shit as a clip, boy. When you was talking about Big John and Little John. Yeah, that shit is hilarious, man. I told you that was the funniest part of the movie to me, man. Hey, but <laughs> it 
and it was so funny because I seen I seen in one of the comments where somebody had said that, like that somebody they was like, you know, do you like this movie or what you rated or whatever, whatever. And then I seen like the the very well, you know how they show you one comment mm-hmm. and before you click in it. Like the and it was a black girl that said little Johnny, big Johnny. <laughs> like it was think about you, but yeah. I was like, yo, I bet you that was the shit that hey, I mean look, let's be honest. Black people, we found that shit hilarious. Like, <laughs> the the funniest part though, like and, and cause somebody was talking about it, and I was like, the funniest part ain't the fact that they gay, like nobody care about that. Nah, nobody it's the cares. fact that both of these niggas' names is John. Yeah, and one one decided to be Big John, the other one decided to be Little John. <laughs> but they call each other that though. That's what to me. That's what make it funny because like they don't be like, "Hey John, come here." No, they literally say, "Hey Little John, come here." Hey yeah. Big John, like that's funny to me. Yeah, because they don't have to at all. It's, it's not no like, that. dude. Listen to me. Every holiday we get together on my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. I got a I got a girl cousin. Mm-hmm. Well, her first name is Tamaka, but her middle name is LaShawn, but mm-hmm. everybody call her Sean. Right. So every time we're together, they got to say girl Sean or boy Sean. That's funny. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That, that's the name. So that's what it, they, I forgot to uh, say that the other day, but mm-hmm. that's what they do. They'll be like, Sean. And then we'll both turn around. They'll be like, girl Sean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then like, that's how it, it's been like that for years, dude, because she that's always went by her middle name. So we, we so you bit mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely go through that too. Like somebody called me Bubby, like, huh? So yeah. That's funny. That's funny. I That's didn't want to do that. Did I tell you that, man? Did I tell you that story? I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't want I didn't want my son. I didn't want my son to have my name. Like so really when yeah, like cause this is the thing, right? So mm-hmm. obviously you see the way my name is spelled. Right. It's been a problem all my life. Mm-hmm. People never pronounce it right. And it's never spelled right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, back in the early days, you know, you had to call a pizza in. You know what I'm saying? You, you get the pizza, you, you spell your name and you get it and your name's still wrong. And it's right. just like, so I'm like, I don't want my son to have to go through that. So I was like, I don't want my name in his name. Mm-hmm. Man, obviously I didn't win that. But, you know what I'm saying? But his name is Tayshon. So oh, okay. I, we always call him Tay. So yeah. instead of him being a junior, like the Tay is his junior because he got my middle name and everything. Mm-hmm. So he basically got my whole name, but with Tay in front of it. Right. But like, dude, I I did not I did not want it. I was like, man, he gonna have problems all his life. He gonna be mad that his that his name is spelled this way because nobody never. I'm starting to see it more often though. More mm-hmm. people are starting to spell it that way. But while I'm on that, I was just telling somebody about this today, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was when I was in eighth grade, I was on the JV football team, right? So you know, JV is basically like, like back then, juniors could play. Mm-hmm. So it was like basically sophomores and juniors. Okay. So I played JV in the eighth grade. So coach called me, well, Coach Hogan, I never forget this. Coach Hogan called me in the office and he was like, it was the playoffs. So JV season is over because mm-hmm. varsity going into the playoffs. So he was like, I'm a, he said, I'm going to dress you for varsity. So I was like, what, for real? And he was like, yeah. I was like, you could do that? He was like, yeah, I could do that. I'm the head coach. I was like, you do know I'm in the eighth grade, right? He was like, you in the eighth grade? I was like, yeah. He's like, I had no idea. So he was like, let me take your name down. He said, what's your name? So I was like, Sean Foster. So he writes S-H-A-W-N. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, actually, coach, it's S-H-U-N. Mm-hmm. 
And this this man looked at me, never forget it, Coach Stuart Holcomb. He's a great Hall of Fame coach. He looked up at me and said, by the time you leave this place, everybody's going to know how to spell your name, right? Mm-hmm. And what made me th- what made me always think of Coach Hogan, because he, like, once that next year came, he stepped down, and another coach became head coach. Oh, okay. So my very first letter that I got, you know, just a little, you know, the little, you know, letters that, hey, we see you type mm-hmm. of thing. Wait for us. And they spelled my name right. And That's I will always think of Coach Hokum. I was like, he told me they were going to know how to spell my name. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, man. That was dope, man. That was the day. But we got a little – I got on the rant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> people. I'm sorry, people. We're going we gonna to give you what you came here for, man. My bad. Just in the days right there. Just in the days. Mm-hmm. So, man, so, you going to – Yeah, oh, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? We continue in the Fright Fest. You know what I'm saying? Um. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, we're doing something new this year. Um, we're getting into the festive um, month of October. We're getting into our Halloween vibes, man. We're doing a Fright Fest. Um, that's right. We're reviewing only horror movies and only movies of the horror genre. This is number six. Um, thank you, sir, for giving me that because I honestly didn't know. I was going on a limb. I got to throw a number out there, but I appreciate you. But yeah, this is uh, this is episode number six of the Fright Fest. This is episode what one fifteen, one fifteen altogether. So um, we're doing. If you haven't uh, seen already by the title, we're doing it chapter one and two. That's right, the um, the newer versions, not the not the older ones, the ones that just recently came out. Um, so. We can go ahead and just do both of them. Ain't no point in splitting it up. We can just talk about it, you know what I'm saying, as it, as it is. Um, real quick, man, this movie is about a um, demon clown who basically feeds off of the fears of young children. Um, and a group of uh, a group of kids... I guess you can say they ended up being friends. I don't think a lot of them was friends at first. Um, But they ended up being friends because of Bill's little brother who got kidnapped by um, the the, uh, clown Pennywise. I was about to call him it. I don't know why I was about to call him it. But (laughs) he uh, he basically got kidnapped by the clown Pennywise who is the uh, monster in uh, both movies so that's a quick synopsis Um, what did you think of Pennywise in this uh, in this version of it or these two versions of it because okay okay, real quick um, the first one was Tim Curry Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying he he was the original um, he was the original person who or the original actor who uh, did Pennywise and then Bill Skarsgård is um revamped he revamped the role he's the brother of Alexander Skarsgård and the son of Stellan Skarsgård you might know Stellan Skarsgård from um the MCU uh Thor you know what I'm saying Alexander Skarsgård was Tarzan and then you know what I'm saying Bill carrying the mantle of the family continuing acting so um what what do you think of the job he did? Uh 
before uh, I'm gonna answer your question, but before we get there, the mm-hmm. casting mm-hmm. on both of these mm-hmm. phenomenal. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. This is probably the best casting I've ever seen in a movie that, like, everybody looked like everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. But I say that to say this. There's a picture going around, which you might have seen it, of Bill Curry and this guy side by side back when, when he played it in 1990. Mm-hmm. When he was young, yo, they look just alike. As it is so or, weird. No, no, no. Yeah. Them. There's a picture oh, of them. Bill Skarsgård and Tim Curry. Yes. Yeah. Tim Curry. There's yeah. a picture of him when you know. I've seen the similarities. Why that that very similar dude? It is crazy, yeah. but I think I think he did a phenomenal job, man. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like the first it, even though it came out in 1990. Like I mean I've. Obviously, I didn't see it when I was five, but I mean, right. I probably saw it, you know what I'm saying? Pretty early, though, probably around 10-ish, 11, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it gives you that that little fear of clowns. But I mean, I really kind of never fucked clowns anyway, because I always thought it was kind of weird. Really? Until the, yeah, until the crumping clown came around. That was a That's different. hilarious. That was the guy, though. <laughs> That's hilarious. You remember that? The dude? Tommy the, the, Tommy the crumping clown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was on. They did that movie Rise. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I fucked with him, but um, but nah, it ain't that. It's just the fact that I just always thought it was weird for a dude to dress up and get in front of kids and do games. Like I don't know. I just always thought it was weird. Point so, three. but the but this one was way more scary, mm-hmm. and you know how we always talk about. The thing that's scary about scary movies is a lot of times is putting yourself in that person's are in the shoes of the situation of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is way more scarier than even we talked about this with the Black Witch Project. Like mm-hmm. that last scene, like the, the last 15 seconds of that movie. Is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. But this yeah. right here, these two, it's because he feeds off your worst fear. Mm-hmm. Like he knows everything that you fear, and he times that shit by ten. Mm-hmm. Hey, boy, I ain't even gonna lie, boy. Like that, <laughs> I ain't with it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not. Like I, I'm not. Yo, it's, it, it's like. I can I, I can see why Stanley did what he did because yeah. to go through what they went through and to go through what Eddie went through the second because the thing is Eddie got the worst treatment out of everything mm-hmm. and he was the scaredest yeah and it's like that's like your worst fear but anyway I, I'm I'm jumping I I think I think the dude um I think he did a great job mm-hmm. playing it man um. Tim was more. I don't. I don't know. Like I, I don't think that that one was as vicious, as far as I can remember. Right. I haven't seen it in a long time. But this one, it's just like I was about to say something. But but you you give me your thoughts because I I got something on my brain that I need to get out. So what what did you think of of mm. his performance of of playing it, Pennywise think- this time around? 
I think he did a great job playing Pennywise. Um, I think he had an advantage, though, because, you know what I'm saying, now with all the CGI and the graphics that they can use, mm-hmm. technology um, has upgraded. So, you know what I'm saying, it's a lot more that you can do when um, when you're doing a movie like this, especially him being Pennywise, you know what I'm saying? Like, now they can make him grow and be a tarantula, or, you know what I'm saying, he can turn into, you know what I'm saying, a wolf or whatever they want him to you know what I'm saying, do as he's trying to create that fear for, uh, so he can eat the chill, eat the kid or whatever. Like, I think that's his advantage. So to me, that's what makes it better. I think Tim Curry, though, just on like the creepiness factor, I think he did a way better job at being creepy. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this Pennywise was like, if they, if they did the Joker in a horror form, that's what this Pennywise would be. Um, but if they if they really wanted to have that scare factor, I think that it'd be Tim Curry, uh, Tim Curry's version for sure. I feel you. I feel you. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. I, I think both of them did a really good job, man. And I said this on the coming soon is like mm-hmm. this. This is this is definitely in in my eyes. You know, just my opinion. Yeah. Um, what's my man? Uh, Stephen King's. Best movie that turned into a book. Uh, I, I can't say a book because I, I personally I never read none of his books. Right. But the one everything that's turned into a movie, this is the best one, and mm-hmm. this is one of the best remakes I've ever seen. Like this, this is going. You know, I mean, the thing about remakes is the fact that there's so many out there, and there's so many movies that you don't know that they're remakes. Like Scarface, a lot of people don't know that's a remake. You know what I'm saying? Even mm-hmm. even Zodiac, Zodiac was a remake. Yeah. And the crazy thing about it, the like that was one that was done two years earlier, because there was mm-hmm. one that came out in 2005 with uh, Robert Turney. But anyway, just the opening scene, dude. This is when I knew this movie was different. Mm-hmm. I knew it was different when when Georgie was out chasing a boat, goes down the drain. So Pennywise is in there. You know what I'm saying? And then the thing about Pennywise is like he knows everything about you right off rip. He knows right. your name. He knows your family. He knows what you fear. All that shit. And like, because he said, you know, he, he was like, Bill's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, when he was trying to give him the boat back, he was like, remember, Bill's going to kill you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like, when you're a kid, you know, Georgie did what kids would do. I mean, we all would have would have done that, even though we thought like there's a. And he asked all the right questions, like like what are you doing in the in the, in the drain? You know what I'm saying? Right. Why, why are you down there? Like that don't make sense. And then he tried to give him a boat. And dude, when he took his arm off, mm. my guy, that's when I knew this movie was different. Mm-hmm. I was like, this ain't this ain't the 1990 version. Yeah, like kids kids are getting the business in this. The kids are getting yeah. work in this movie. Yeah. You don't you don't see that really. Like it's usually like if a kid get killed like in a horror movie type they of thing. They don't really show it, show it. Exactly. Yeah. Like they show you and then he's crawling one arm mm-hmm. and you just see like you, can you see the blood coming out in the rain and all that. Yeah, like man, the desperation. <clears throat> like mm-hmm. you see the desperation in a kid's face, that's just different. And then mm-hmm. when he pulled him back down there, yo, I knew this movie was different. Well, like, I think I think they had a um, I think they had a leg up on the um, 
on making this movie the way it was because of the um the success of Stranger Things. Um I know a lot of people when this had came out, a lot of people was were making that comparison. And even though, you know what I'm saying, this is a remake, so it's not really so much a comparison. Mm-hmm. Um and you know what I'm saying, Stranger Things kind of took a little bit from, you know what I'm saying, pretty much every kind of horror drama. I mean, not horror drama, horror from every movie out of the horror genre, um, especially, you know what I'm saying, with the demigorgons and, you know what I'm saying, it had the it, no pun intended, it had the it factor with all the kids and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, they, they definitely had, um, they definitely had a little mix of everything. And then with it being in the 80s and, you know what I'm saying, so many other different things, um, I think that they definitely got inspired by Stranger Things only because when you watch the first one, it gives you that that kind of vibe. It has that dull look to it, you know what I'm saying, that small-town feel. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like back in the day, I think even one of the actors from Stranger Things was even in this movie. I forgot yep. what the kid's name is. Um, yep, the kid with the glasses. Yeah. Uh, Flynn uh, Wolfhart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, you know what I'm saying? He played... Um, he played Mike in Stranger Things. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, just the fact that, you know what I'm saying, they, they had that, you know what I'm saying, comparison, I think that gave people, and and then especially around the time it came out, because, you know what I'm saying, Stranger Things had just ended, people were binge watching it. This was something that they can go to and still kind of get that same feel, but at the same time, they got something way more, uh, I think they got something way more worth it, you know what I'm saying, with it than they got with Stranger Things because in Stranger Things they weren't getting that that gore factor they weren't getting that frightening factor that they would have got with it only because you know what I'm saying Stranger Things was a show so it was kind of building up to that point with it it had those points throughout the movie and first off Richie hilarious yeah the timing that he has mm-hmm. phenomenal Stranger Things now this is Estar Foster talking here. Top three Netflix show, debate me. Hmm? I said Stranger Things, top three Netflix Netflix show, debate. Oh, me. yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. It, dude, it is all about the hype. This is one of the shows where, like, I didn't let the hype get me. Mm-hmm. Like, cause sometimes I hear a lot of hype. I'd be like, man, it ain't that damn good. I ain't watching that shit. This shit right here deserves all the hype that it got, how anticipated it is. For it to come back, yeah. I mean, it, it's supposed to be coming back soon. Um, I think it's next year, beginning of next year or something like that. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be coming out real soon. Yo, great show. Um, so I got a question for you. Now okay. I mentioned it. I mentioned it, but I, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Dude, the, the casting, man. Yeah. For 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 everybody. Too. And and I know a lot of it was because they, they kept they pretty much kept everybody with the same haircut, same right. hairstyle basically. So I, that helped a lot. But mm-hmm. for them to, for me in my eyes, to nail the casting the way that they did for everybody to look like their younger selves, for everybody to have the same demeanor that they had when they was kids, like. How did you feel about how they casted this movie? The the younger with them as thirteen year olds and the, and them as adults. Um, I think it was spot on. Um, 
not only was it spot on as far as the way that they look, but even the personality of the characters as well. I think that um, the actors in chapter two did a great job of capturing, um, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the personalities of each kid. And that's a that's a hard thing to do. That's not something that can easily be done. But for them to, you know, say not only find people that actually look like each character, but to also, you know, what I'm saying, be able to transform those those younger personalities into older personalities now is, you know, what I'm saying that's something that's a little bit different. And I think that they did a great job um, doing that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, also in chapter two, I think, uh, once again, Bill Skarsgård, he did a great job with Pennywise because this one, he had a little bit more, um, a little bit more room to actually act. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what I'm saying with him actually being able to get a little bit more physical in this one too, I think he did a great job with, with that, especially the ending, the ending where they all actually had to, you know what I'm saying? Give it a go and, and give them some work. I think that that was a good one. Man, listen, but the way he got that little girl up under the stands, mm-hmm. that had that had the mark on her face. Yeah, I'm like, yo, but they they that they're not playing, man. No, nah. like 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 I mean, you know, how do you see a little white girl just get done in like that, man? Like you don't you don't see that. I man. mean, it's it's not it's not often, but I mean, you know, what I'm saying you get close to it in the old slashers, but that's even then, that's not to the extent that these are. Dude, crazy. Uh, but yeah, that I think I think they nailed it, man. Um, and for them to get everybody's background, like just the way that they introduced everybody when they was adults, mm-hmm. I thought that that was dope too. Mm-hmm. And for them to be living their regular lives, and they're fine, but then when they go back to dairy, everything changes. Like they right. are the same people that they were when they was kids. It, they were similar, but you know they didn't have those memories. Mm-hmm. And they had back in Derry. I thought that that was dope to put in there. But like I said, this is a, a book. So, I mean, all this, the storyline is the storyline. Like, I don't yeah. think they changed anything from it. Oh, they changed a lot. Oh, yeah. Because I don't, I, I didn't read the book. book. Is book is vulgar. Oh, so it's a whole lot more vulgar. Man, there's some shit in that book. Boy, you'll be reading, you'll be like, what the fuck is this? This ain't, this ain't supposed to be written down nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that, that book is vulgar, bro. No bullshit. That book is under something different. So I, I appreciated the adaptation and, you know what I'm saying, them cutting out a few parts because there's some shit in there that ain't supposed to be in there. Dude, listen, I, I, I thought that to the, the way that so first of all, let's we got to get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. Pennywise is probably the most best person at number one time management. Okay, <laughs> okay, you got to break but, that down. You got to break that listen, down. Time management. What are we talking multi, about? Multitasking. Right. Yo, for him to be able to set everybody up the way that he set them up at the same when they was in the house. Mm-hmm. It's only one of him. Right. He's finding a way to set all of them up. I'm going to start scaring this one. You know mm-hmm. I'm going to fuck this one up. And I'm setting up the next one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, 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 I'm going to be there in a minute. I got you in a minute. Mm-hmm. But let me let me have the bill over here. And then I'm going to come get Eddie over here. And I'm going to set Eddie up. Yo, the way that he was able to do that shit. 
And to have all these people like scared all at the same time, and it's the shit that they scared of. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, being in that moment, like, I don't even really know. Like, for me, like, I don't know. Cause look, I've been, I've been just emerged, like, submerged, like, in horror shit. So it's like mm-hmm. a lot of like those tactics wouldn't like scare me from watching it. But if I'm there, Dude, that shit was different. Yeah, that's something totally different. Yo, when they, when they, dude, when they turn Eddie into that spider, my God. Oh, man. And he jumped on Richie's head. Dude, <laughs> I'm having a heart attack right there. After spider work? You <laughs> I'm, got dead, I'm dead on the floor. You hear me? Wow. Like, and then all that shit coming out the mouth. Yeah. Like all this slimy, shit. I'm not good with slimy shit, man. Oh, I'm not good man. With slimy I mean, shit. but see, this is and, and that's a, that's what I'm saying. Like that goes just to the point of what I was talking about earlier, man, with the CGI and the graphics that you can use now. Like you couldn't, they couldn't get that off in in seventy some, eighty something. Like that's not that's not going down. You know what I'm saying? Like even if it did, it's not going to look as clean as it did. You know what I'm saying? In the newer versions. The fact that they was able to, you know what I'm saying, turn somebody into a spider or, you know what I'm saying, even at the the end of the joint when Pennywise was all big and they was fighting him off or, you know what I'm saying, like even the way like his eyes, you know what I mean, like him With doing different his colors eyes. and turning, yeah. Yeah, like and that and that's that's another thing too, you know, like when he was moving his eye to the opposite way, you know, that's actually mm-hmm. him doing that. Oh, that's dope. So yeah, he was just like doing he, it with contacts. Yeah, he was literally just doing that. He just used the contacts to color his eyes. But I mean, just even that, like even the, you know what I'm saying? Like even just the way that he's moving and the way he's talking to him, like it's just to me, man, it's just something about these newer ones that just got a totally different creepy factor. Dude, listen. Eddie got it the worst, man. Like Eddie was that when Eddie went to the to the uh to the pharmacy right when mm-hmm. when he was an adult he went he went to get his uh prescription mm-hmm. first of all let's get this out of the way that pharmacist is a fucking creep all right <laughs> <laughs> he is a creep everybody in this town that are adults are creeps because yeah. bev's dad obviously had a sexual attraction to his oh, own daughter man that's crazy okay that's one thing then when Beverly was was uh trying to help them steal the shit, you know, and she took his glasses or whatever, mm-hmm. and like he was flirting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was trying to get Beverly. He was trying to give a 13 year old the business. So it's yeah. like, look, hey, listen, that book, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trust me, it's some shit that go. I told you that book is some shit to go down in there. You'd be like, oh, the movie ain't shit. Oh shit, a, oh yeah. man, maybe I need that to jump on. Crazy. No, don't don't read it. Trust me. <laughs> Save yourself. Save yourself so, the time. So so Eddie, and then he do the old trick of you know what I'm saying what's that on your face, mm-hmm. and then he start he starts pinching at his face, and then you see him licking his tongue out, and he's like, oh that was disgusting. Like he was like licking around his lips and shit. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so Eddie start hearing his mom. You know Eddie always had this fear of his mom. Like his mom was creepy. She pulled that. Uh, oh, she was so she was so overbearing, man. God, Lee, that man. boy was so sheltered, bro. Then he had a, like a fanny pack or some shit at one point, man. He did, and, and yeah, because he, like, he gave him all these medicine. You know what? It reminded me of uh, what's it? Epsy? Is that what the name was? G- Gypsy. 
Jits, what's that girl name? From the act. You ever seen the act on Hulu? You remember mm-hmm. that girl who mom was um they made a TV series, they made a, a limited series on Hulu called The Act. Mm-hmm. It uh it was uh Patricia Arquette. She mm-hmm. was in it and the girl that plays uh Grace Chloe, what's her name? Chloe something. She played the new Carrie. Is that the joint that where she was uh making she was making her believe she was sick so she wouldn't exactly. leave the house? Yeah, exactly yeah, that about, shit. Yeah. That's what she was that's what she was doing to Eddie. Had yeah. him take a placebo thinking he fucking sick. Yeah. And he wasn't sick at all. And I wonder, did was that just a fact of she knew what was going on in the town? Nah, I think that's or I you think, think she was just overbearing. Yeah, I think it's overbearing. I think what this movie shows, especially you know what I'm saying, with the way the storyline is, is that all of these kids really are going through their own shit in life, right? Like even with um even with Bill, like he had beef with the fact that Georgie was getting all the attention and everything else, and he kind of felt ignored. You know what I'm saying? Like um, you know what I'm saying? Bev was going through, you know what I'm saying, the shit that she was going through at home with her dad. You know what I'm saying? Um Richie, he, it seemed like his parents didn't even know what the fuck he was. He was too <laughs> he was too old for his goddamn age, bro. Like he was way too old for his age. Like that nigga shouldn't have been hanging around none of them. He was doing shit he wasn't even supposed to be knowing and doing. And then like Eddie, you know what I'm saying, with having an overbearing mom, like he was sheltered for real. To me, he was like, you know what I'm saying, the kid that he wanted to go do things, but he knew how his mom would feel if he went to go do some shit. He knew that she wasn't really having it. So it was like each of these kids had, the, you know what I'm saying, had something that they was going through. They had their own little situation. And so when Well, you... let's not forget. Now, hold on. Before you finish your point, let's not mm-hmm. forget. Mike Mike was dealing with the fact that his parents burnt in a fire and they both was crackheads. So he but, had to go stay with his grandfather. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and that's something that made him, he had to mature a little bit faster now because now he really, I mean, even though he had his grandfather, he was really dependent on himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and Ben, the new kid, just the moves fat in. Boy. Yeah, yeah the, fat the fat boy. boy. Nobody yeah. want to hang out with the fat boy. So, right. you know, he was going through his shit. And then Stanley, you know, I think his thing was just the fact of he could never live up to what his dad wanted him to be. I think his dad wanted him to be the straight Jewish kid that mm-hmm. that was straight up suited and booted and all this type mm-hmm. of shit. And I think that he never – I think that he felt that he could never get to, like – the level that his dad wanted him exactly, to be. exactly. I feel like, I mean, um, so I mean, that was just my interpretation, but okay, you but no, uh, yeah, yeah. And I and I had messed up, I said that Mike was a little bit older. I, I was talking about Richie, I didn't mean Mike. Mike was, um, the little black kid, but he was yeah. the one that was, yeah, like you know, what I'm saying him having to deal with that, like you know, what I'm saying having to live with his grandfather, no longer having his parents around. So, you know, they all have their own separate different traumas and somehow in one way or another they all come together and end up being friends and this is a situation that actually brings them together and they create this pact to really you know what I'm saying like be friends for life so now that all of them coming together and then they all have their own different fears you understand why pennywise is you know what i'm saying guided to this spot in the uh excuse me in the movie because he has all these kids he can come get that it's easy to scare him. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to scare um, Eddie as long as, you know, so like you said, he he bringing his mom up. So now he has to 
you know what I'm saying, he's having anxiety and he's thinking that he has this sickness or he think that he got asthma or some shit like that. And then with, with, with Richie, you know what I'm saying? He was kind of the toughest one to get, but he still found a way, you know what I'm saying, to get to him. So with everybody, he knew how to attack them, you know what I'm saying, based on their traumas and their fears because they all had a specific thing that they were going through. Yeah, you're right. And to, to finish that point, so Richie, not Richie, sorry, Eddie, hears his mom mm-hmm. in the back of the pharmacy. So he, he goes back there. That's another thing. The The when everybody had to get their little token thing or whatever, mm-hmm. those was like one of like the scariest parts of the movie. Yeah. And he had the worst one. Eddie had the worst fucking fear, dude. Mm-hmm. So he goes down and his mom is scrapped up to this thing. And so he's trying to get his mom off of this thing. And he starts hearing this, this person like banging through this door, but they was on a chain and they came out. At first off, that person was disgusting, <laughs> nasty. And so anyway, they come face to face. He's holding it by the neck. And I think that he started to feel good about himself because he's like, yo, I'm, I'm actually holding them off. Like they, they can't get to me. Mm-hmm. And my guy, when that motherfucker threw up on him. Yeah. That's cardiac arrest, man. I'm on the floor. Like fuck, asthma. I, I just developed asthma, man. Yeah, I, that, that, that was yo. That yeah, was crazy. That yeah. was crazy. And then when Beverly went back to her old house and that old lady, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, transformed to the to the to the bag lady with the big titties, just falling all over the place. Yeah. That shit looked like sandbags, man. That was that was that was terrible. That lady looked like the lady in um the lady in um oh what was that movie called? Was it Legion? I think it was Legion. With um, the um with the demons. Yeah, you remember yeah. when they was at the diner and the yeah, old lady was crawling? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But not like that remind me of. But this is to me, this is this is another one of them things, man, like having to deal with the um you know what I'm saying, like having to deal with each one of those traumas as you know what I'm saying, Pennywise is even getting at them like that, like the way that he would turn that into their own little fears. You know what I'm saying? Something that they would definitely be scared of, something that he knew he can get them with. To me, that was that was fire, bro. That was that I like just the, the setup to everything for everybody to use like their own fears to, to keep pinning Bill against himself. Like, yo, can you imagine shooting your 13-year-old self? That is man, yo, I don't even know if I would have been able to even pull that off because when he went when he went back into his, mm-hmm. you know, he was in the basement of his original house and he see his 13-year-old self, Bill, talking to his little brother Georgie, and Georgie's yeah. blaming him because he wasn't sick that day. Mm-hmm. He just didn't want to go out and play with him. But he, you know, he had the sense of mind to know that, yo, like, I'm me. Like, you ain't me, I'm me. And, mm-hmm. and but to still to to look at yourself and get one of those damn guns and and shoot yourself in the forehead, yo. But it takes a lot of courage. But I'm like, man, yo, like, is this shit gonna affect me too? Like, if I shoot you, is it gonna go in my head too? Because you're me, like, yo. You ain't even think about saying, that part. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. see, I, that's why I say sometimes I be overthinking shit because I'll be mm-hmm. like, yo, if I shoot my 13 year old self, like, is it gonna affect me? 
<laughs> like, but I think I think that was I think that was the realization of, and this is moving into you know what I'm saying even them as adults as well. I think that was the realization of this is all based on fear because after a while they started to realize like the more scared we are, the more he he get at us. So I think once that they start realizing that, you know what I'm saying, at the end, you know what I'm saying, they kind of slightly defeated them and then they was able to move on with their lives. And then once they got older and they finally came back, he tried to come back to get them. But, you know what I'm saying, with with certain ones, you could tell that it wasn't the it wasn't the fact that they got over the fear. It was the fact that they were coping with with the fear. So, like, you know what I'm saying, one of them was like an alcoholic. The other one was doing drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like the other one was faking success and everything like that. So like they all went on their way as they got older and tried to find something to cope with that, you know what I'm saying, that trauma. Well, I don't know. All right, so let's 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 break this down for a second. So okay. Beverly. Mm-hmm. She basically the same person. Well first off we don't know what she does. Right. They didn't really say what she did, but she fell into some money, but she basically married her dad. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, she married her dad. So that was the trauma she was dealing with. Yeah. Bill becomes a writer, right. a successful writer. But I think the reason why he could never make in their eyes a great ending to a book is because I think that chapter of his life yeah. never was ended. So he was just terrible at endings. Like he was great at making a story, but he was terrible at making an ending. Mm-hmm. Richie. Are we really surprised he became a comedian? Fuck no. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was funny as hell as a kid. Yeah. So it's like, okay, Mike, mm-hmm. the trauma of not being able, being able to get over his parents, mm-hmm. you know, I, he, he just got stuck in the town. Mike yeah. just couldn't leave. You know what I'm saying? He was so obsessed with it, he couldn't leave. Right. So... Stanley, we don't know what it don't really tell us what Stanley did, but it's mm-hmm. like he was doing okay in life. But Stanley was so like once he got that phone call from Mike, like he just became younger Stanley again. And like the way he put it, took himself off the boy, he couldn't take it. Right, Eddie, are we really surprised he became a person that working insurance about risk? Like, nope. Like <laughs> just the way, just the way he was about everything, man. Yeah. He was a germaphobe. Like he was yeah. all that shit. So for him to have that job is funny. Now mm-hmm. for Ben to end up being a successful architect, you know, he built that clubhouse underground. Yep. So that's not really that surprising that he became a, a architect. Now mm-hmm. what became surprising is the fact that he lost all the weight, turned into this hunk of a man or whatever the hell you want to call right. it. So, like, that was really, like, the breakdown of, like, everybody. But, like, once they got back to the town, they became the original selves. Mm-hmm. Now, I got a beef with the ending of the movie. Okay. And, and I'm glad I got you because I'm I'm really anxious to hear what your answer is going to be. Okay. So, when they was kids, it looked like Ben and Beverly was going to be that couple. Mm-hmm. Apparently, shit happened. Everybody moved away. Everybody got married and type shit. So they come back together. They chemistry kicked back up again. Right. Now, Ben always liked her as a kid. Like, ever Thanks. since the first time he saw her, she signed the yearbook, he was donezo. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she didn't look at Ben that way. Even though Ben, 
she figured out that that was Ben who sent the the secret admirer letter, all that type shit. Mm-hmm. Still didn't fuck with Ben. Now Ben come back. Ben is buff. Yeah. Belly's gone. Yeah. Successful. Yeah. Now you want to fuck with me? Hey, man. Mike Jones said it best, man. Back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all <laughs> on me, man. My man Ben turned into... Uh, that boy turned into a a, 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 a a Macy's model, man. Man, he turned into uh he turned into your boy um damn Aquaman. What's his name? Oh yeah, Jason Momoa. Yeah, he turned into Jason Momoa all of a sudden, sure. man. Sure, but this bro. is my thing. This is my question though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You said it best. Mike Jones said it best. Back then you didn't want me, now I'm hot, y'all on me. Yeah. You, now I know you've been you, look. You've been you've been in love with this girl for twenty seven years. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? She, she didn't want to fuck with you when you was fat. You know what I'm saying? But now now you want me. You giving her a shot? Or you like, look, man, you ain't want me then. I don't man, want your ass now. Listen, of course he was gonna give her a shot, man. Me personally, probably not. But him, of course he was gonna give her a shot. He ain't used to he ain't used to being that dude. Like this is I say this, you know what I'm saying? And I've heard this said before and I stole it. So I use this now. You know what I'm saying? I say this all the time. Just because, you know what I'm saying, you come up on some money don't mean that you're going to be a, a, a upgraded version of yourself. You're just going to be the same person you was before. You're just going to have some money now. You know what I mean? Oh, that's that's a, all oh, it dude. is. So he, he, the same, he really the same fat dude. He just he built like a, a Thor now. And this is the truth. Because there, there's, a, there's a rapper, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I ain't saying no names. And you probably gonna know, so we, you know what I'm saying? Because if you wanna <laughs> jump on the podcast, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But there's there's a rapper real big in the game. That's all I'm mm-hmm. gonna say, real big in the game. But when I look at it from the outside looking in, lame as hell. But the fact is he one of the best rappers. He talking and about like, Jimmy, man. <laughs> man, is there's a rapper out there? <laughs> And I'm Don't just do saying, Jimmy like that, man. Don't hey, do Jimmy I, like that, bro. I ain't saying nothing about no Jimmy. All I'm saying <laughs> is there's a rapper out there, and it's just like by the things that they do and the way that they dress. Sometimes, like, yo, yeah. man, like you just seem like a lame dude, man. I don't, like, I don't think that's, I don't. Okay, so like for me, I don't think that he's lame, bro. Because like a lot of people say that about like Nick Cannon. A lot of people say that about like Bow Wow and all them. I don't think that's what I it is. I never said that about them. No, I'm well, not I mean, saying you. Said people, but. Yeah, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying, like, just in general. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people, they be like, oh, man, Nick Cannon is corny. It ain't the fact that he's corny. It's just the fact that he's a rapper. Well, when he tries to rap, he's a rapper. And then, like, y'all label rappers as they supposed to be a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like, now a rapper always got to talk about AKs and Glocks and selling cocaine and having bricks and all the jewelry on. But you don't realize, like, Nick Cannon is richer than, like, a lot of most of the rappers out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nick Cannon money is longer than a lot of the rappers out there. And I'm talking about old, oh, young, oh, yeah. legendary, all that. Like, this nigga got money. You know what I'm saying? Like, same thing with Bow Wow. That nigga got money. So, like, when we when they talking about these dudes and they, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they, and they saying how corny they is, like, Drake. Like, this nigga Drake. Had a lot of money before he, you know what I'm saying, went into rapping. You know what I'm saying? He one of them people that 
Yeah, he was he was playing, you know what I'm saying, that role. But then, you know what I'm saying, like as he's gotten older, we we've seen a lot of different versions of him. But I think that those are all, you know what I'm saying, his, his personality, like where he where he came from and how he was raised, where he grew up, you know what I'm saying? Like those are all different versions of him. So, you know what I'm saying, that those all come into one big, you know what I'm saying, character, one big person. And then we also have to realize at the end of the day, like this isn't really who he is at the end of the day. Like he has to play this character to be, you know what I'm saying? Like who he is as an artist. Same thing with Bow Wow. Same thing with Nick Cannon. Same thing with Drake. Like they have to play that character. They can't really be themselves because if they are themselves, then you know what I'm saying? Like you'll realize that dude, you know what I'm saying? Dude is a lot cooler than what you may think he is. But I think that in order to, be as great of, you know what I'm saying, um, figures as they are, like they have to be polarizing. And I think that whoever you're talking about, I think it's done intentionally because, you know what I'm saying, him being so polarizing, it, it makes people look at him like, man, that nigga is lame. Or, oh, man, this nigga is the dopest. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, and it's funny because, to me, the same thing kind of happened, you know what I'm saying, um, the same thing kind of happened to, to Ben. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people thought Ben was lame because you know what I'm saying? Like we ain't, they ain't, he didn't really have no personality, but come to find out Ben was cool as shit. Like Ben risked his life to make sure he saved motherfuckers. And then now that you look at him as he's getting older, he's still that same person. He just now got a little bit more swag to himself. Man, look, I want my chips with the dip. <laughs> my dip. I never said it was Drake, man. Nah, I'm, no, I'm just, just saying. I'm just being funny. But, um, yeah, but I just thought, like, I mean, yeah, like, I knew Ben would, would have took her. But I'm just saying, it's like, yo, I loved you back then. You know what I'm saying? I came up on a little success. And I, and I straightened myself out. I'm like, now you want to give me the time of day? It's like, yo. But I think Ben is the perfect match for her because for the simple fact of, like, she needs that unconditional love. And, like, Ben was the one that was going to give it to her. Like, Bill, I think Bill had it, but I think Bill, I mean, even Bill, like, really everybody ended up marrying, except Richie, like, Mm -hmm. Eddie, his wife was his mom. His wife was his mom. Yeah, Beverly, her husband was her dad. When it came to Bill, it was just the fact that he married an actress, but like at the same time, like she wasn't being honest with him about like his work. It's right. just like, yo, like, like tell me the truth. Like, don't tell me. <laughs> like, I don't want my girl to be like, oh man, your podcast dope, and you really think it's trash. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. like tell me, don't don't tell me it's dope because you my girl. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, be honest. But you know, I just, you know, what I'm saying, I just get with girls that don't listen to podcasts, so it don't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting, like to to see the path that everybody took, mm-hmm. and for them to come back and to fight Pennywise the way that they did was kind of wild. But what do you think of Mike not telling everybody the truth about that ritual, about how technically the ritual like was supposed to kill everybody, supposed to send out these branches and kill everybody? Like, what mm-hmm. do you think, Mike's? What what do you think his intention was? Because what if the branches would have came out? Like like what was he thinking? What like what do you think he was? I, I think that um Mike 
kind of knew what the outcome would be only because they've been through this before. So I think that Mike kind of knew, you know what I'm saying, that they could handle the situation. I don't think his intentions was to get anybody killed. I think it was like, yo, this is something that we got to do, you know what I'm saying, once and for all to get rid of this motherfucker. And even though he knew what the risk was, I felt like if he would have told them the risk, then they would have got killed. You know what I'm saying? But them having to deal with Pennywise and them having to come back and go through all that, I don't think that's something that, you know what I'm saying, he felt like he should have shared with the group. That way, it, it's not any extra fear or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I think that he knew. I don't know if maybe he left left a step out because when Pennywise was like, when they kept asking Mike, did it work? Did it work? He was like, Mike, tell him why it didn't work. Right. And I think Mike might have left a step out. And I think he knew it wasn't going to work, but I think the reason that Mike ran with this was to give them something to believe in. Like, I think he knew that the branches never were going to come out because I think that he left something out. And I think that, I think that the whole point of, I think that he wouldn't have been able to get them to go down there Mm -hmm. if they never had anything to look forward to. I think they was all looking forward to doing the ritual just to get them to think that it would work. So that was my intention on that. But also what I thought was dope when when everybody came together, Mm -hmm. you know, except, you know, omit Stanley. But I thought that that scene at that damn Chinese restaurant, Mm -hmm. I thought that shit was great. Um, For the table to start doing what it was doing, Richie with the jokes, like yo, when he asked, <laughs> he asked Eddie what he do, <laughs> and then he started snoring. <laughs> that <laughs> shit was fucking hilarious. But yo, but when those little things start coming out the fortune cookie, yeah, that shit was crazy. That shit was nuts. And then when they all took the fortunes out and said, I guess Stanley couldn't take it. Well, no, couldn't cut it. Couldn't make mm-hmm. no. Stanley couldn't make the cut. Mm-hmm. Yo. Pennywise, that that is a shady dude, but he don't care yeah. about your feelings. Like to to say that Stanley Stanley couldn't cut it when this dude actually cut himself in the tub. Yeah. Okay, right. So ah oh, man, I forget what they call it. So Beverly went under, right? Mm-hmm. So when she was floating in that shit in the oblivious. She saw the future and she didn't tell them that mm-hmm. she did. Now, when you go back and they actually show it, when when they were kids and they asked her, like, you know, what happened, you know, when you was under the thing, she was like, she was like, I saw the future. And Stanley was the first person to say, Did you see me? And like, what about me? Or something like that. And she was like, she made this face like kind of saw you dead, yeah. but she didn't say it. She was like, you were taller. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like, when, when you go back and you see that, it's like, fuck, like, to think about what she had to go through, like, through those set, well, she ended up forgetting, so I don't know how long it was when they started forgetting things, right. but to think, like, to have this on your brain as like a 13-year-old, of the fact that you seen your friend 27 years later, 
kill themselves. That's that's a, that's a that's a tough fucking thing to deal with, dude. Well, I mean, she was already going through some tough shit. So, I mean, that just was just something that added on. You know what I'm saying? It, then, wasn't like, if, it wasn't like she wasn't mentally tough at that point because, I mean, she was already going through, you know what I'm saying, the shit at home. So, just to see that, that was just something that was just thrown in the pile. So, did she kill her dad with that with that thing? Or did he end up living in... That's the thing. We, we never got know. the answer. That's of, what I'm saying. I don't know. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of questions that need answers in this whole thing. Yeah, because like they never went back to it. Like we we seen him on the ground bleeding, but we mm-hmm. don't know if you know if he just had a concussion and he woke right. up a little blood loss and he's good. Now we knew that he died. We knew that, but like he probably you know he could have died from old age. Like we don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, twenty seven years, you know, a lot of shit can happen, and that's that's another and and another thing is like I got questions for the people that live in Derry. Like every twenty seven years, and then y'all got the history. They mm-hmm. got a book that tell you the history of the town. Every 27 years, kids go missing. Why the fuck you still living in Derry, yo? I think with something like that, that ends up becoming like a fable thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? How, you know what I'm saying? Like how uh, in in certain shows and movies, they'll be like, yeah. Or with same thing with the Jeepers Creepers mm-hmm. thing. Like every so many years, you know what I'm saying? He comes down and he hunts. And then it starts to become like this myth of the town. Or other area where, you know what I'm saying, like every 20, you know what I'm saying, every 21st spring, you know what I'm saying, Jeepers Creepers is coming to collect bodies and, you know what I'm saying, feed and feast after, you know what I'm saying, a 21-year slumber or whatever. And it's not believed because a lot of people don't get a chance to see it. So, you know what I'm saying, like with them saying that kids go missing every 27 years, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's just something that they probably look at as one of the town lords or some shit like that. Yeah, because when when Ben was saying like, because when he was a kid, he was reading you know the stuff about Derry and said that like when it comes to missing kids, they was like you know there's what was it? It was like three times the national average was just in Derry, mm-hmm. and 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 that's why I said, do you think Eddie's mom might you know knew that and was trying to keep him in the house by saying that he was sick. Nah, I think she. I think that's just the type of person she was. I mean, like to me, I don't think that had anything to do with her knowing about that. I think that was that was Eddie's kind of like fear storyline. You know what I'm saying? Like that was his trauma storyline. Like you know what I'm saying? He's a sheltered kid. He really don't get out the house much. He got to deal with his mom all the time. She's a single parent, so this is you know what I'm saying? Her only focus is really him, and then like he's the only kid, so you know what I'm saying? Like she was just an overbearing, super protective mom that always, you know what I'm saying, always sheltered him, and so he didn't really, he wasn't he wasn't really able to have the same childhood that everybody else had. You know what I mean? Like as uh, him and um him and Richie would always go at it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. Richie was like a fucking loose cannon. You, It ain't no telling <laughs> what the hell Richie parents were doing. But, you know what I'm saying? With his mom, his mom was always over, hovering over him. And then even like, even in, when they was in the first one, where they was, you know what I'm saying, going back and forth, that was something that Richie even said. Like, dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, your mom is always fucking over you. Like, you don't have to always, you know what I'm saying, check in with your mom. So it's just like, I think it was just a kind, it was a great contrast between two characters two important characters at that, but also like, it just goes to show you like, that was his, you know what I'm saying? Like that was his problem. Do you think they did a good job with, cause I felt like they did a great job with 
finding a way to give everybody their story, like basically everybody their time to shine. Like yeah, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like we're, it's all about Bill and it's all about Beverly. It's like they right. they gave everybody the individual story. Like, do you think they did a good job with like splitting up that time and giving mm-hmm. everybody basically their moment, whether they was the adult version or the um or the kid version? Now, you know, we got to kind of omit Stanley as an adult because you know he he, he himself took himself out. No, no, no but, I think I think they did a great job doing that because I mean, if you look at it. You know what I'm saying? And you know how I am when it comes to backstory on certain stuff. They didn't have to give you a lot. There was no need to give you a lot. It was just enough to be able for you to know what was going on without you having to, you know what I'm saying, get an origin story in a movie for it. Like, we didn't we didn't need a whole bunch out of that. We just basically needed to figure out, you know what I'm saying, what was going on in their lives. And then, you know what I'm saying, we got the actual story. But even even outside of that, they kind of inter interwoven some of that into the story itself. For instance, with Eddie's mom, you know what I'm saying? We understood why Eddie was the way he was because, of, you know what I'm saying, we've seen the interactions with his mom. Um, you know what I'm saying? When when they gave you a little bit of the backstory, like with Mike, you know what I'm saying? We find out that both his parents died in the fire, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying, with Beverly, they went back into interweaving that into the story, you know what I'm saying, seeing how her dad was treating her when she went home. So I think that they did a great job getting everybody's you know what i'm saying problems and issues out there but also not doing too much to where that's you know what i'm saying it's taking up too much in the movie okay so last but not least we have yeah. not brought this person up and we got to get him in man henry bowers man yeah we got to talk we got to talk about it man uh so henry was the neighborhood bully mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying dad was a cop dad made him pee on himself by shooting at the ground yeah. but henry henry was on the Henry was that 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 was just a bad motherfucking kid, but like Henry, <laughs> yo, he started slicing Ben's stomach. He's gonna write his name in his stomach, my guy. Like, like, yeah. what are you doing? And then what I didn't get, I'm thinking that the town was so small that high school and middle school and because you know there are some schools that oh, are that was well. that was yeah, but say that's all one big ass school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, when I was watching it, I was like. Man, this dude is driving. Nothing dude is driving. Like, I all like go to the same school. And I got to think it's small town because we got a school um, in this one place where it's one through 12. So, yeah. Um, but what do you think about Henry, man? He was the one that ended up. Um, he, he Pennywise gave him a different um, a different path. Uh, he, he actually took him over and had him kill his dad. Then he ended up going um, to the psych ward. And then when they showed us the adult version of him, you know what I'm saying? He's still rocking the mullet. Like, so what what do you think about by Henry, man? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Classic 80s bully. You know what I mean? I think that he was needed for um he was needed for the for the beginning of it, only because, you know what I'm saying, it kind of gave you that nostalgic feel you know what I'm saying, of the of the time, you know what I'm saying, like for it to be like in the 80s or whatever, like we needed that that bully, you know what I mean, we needed the group of bullies too. And so not only did, you know what I'm saying, you have those moments to where they were getting bullied, you also had those moments where they stood up to the bully. So now with them standing up to the bully, this is kind of forecasting how the movie's going to go because we know that, you know what I'm saying, they're going to go through some shit, but we also know that they're willing to fight back as well. 
You know what I'm saying? I think that's what that kind of foreshadowed with them showing that so early in the movie. And then you see at the end, of, you know what I'm saying, at the tail end of it all, you see that they all come together and, you know what I'm saying, get some courage and, and basically put Pennywise the same. Yo, Henry. So two things on Henry. Mm-hmm. Number one, the fact that his friend Hostetler, dead as damn Donnell, <laughs> is driving him around <laughs> and that goddamn punny ass. Yeah. Dead as hell. <laughs> driving him around in the punny act. He think there's no issue with that. Right. So that's number one. And then number two, when that's why I said Eddie got the worst treatment, yo. Mm-hmm. Henry stabbed my guy in the face. <laughs> and he had a whole knife in his face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he took it and stabbed him with it, but I thought that um that it it was dope to to uh to have Henry go the different route to actually uh because now we see the different kind of powers and the different type of ideas that Pennywise. That's why I said, man, his time management and his goddamn and just just the way, man. Listen, this dude Pennywise, man, listen. He changed himself to everything. He was he he was literally everything, mm-hmm. and and to think about like that realistically, like if, I mean we all know this can't happen, but realistically, like if there's something when you think about all of the evil things, when I mean by evil things, the Michael Myers, the Jasons, the Pennywise, the I don't I mean I guess you could throw Chucky in there. Even he's like he he is Pennywise. Is Freddy Krueger on, on steroids, steroids. Yeah. <laughs> in the nineties? Like, yeah. like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, like mm-hmm. Manny Ramirez, A. Rod. He he is all of that, dude. Like, like Freddy don't even come near this dude. Yeah, like it, it is just it is just crazy. But I, I just wanted your opinions on on Henry, man. We we didn't we didn't speak on him, and. uh I just think that he had to be mentioned, man. All right, man. So um, let's get it, man. Fire flames. Yes, sir. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. So for anybody that's uh, new here, once again, you know what I'm saying? This is our rating system. Uh, we go from a one to a five. One being the worst, five being the best. This is how, you know what I'm saying, we let everybody know how we feel about each movie or television show we review per episode. Um, So, uh, go ahead, man. What you got? What you got? Okay. So, we, we're doing this as, as a collective, right? As one movie. Yeah. Like one continuous movie. Oh, uh, yep. five. Five? Five, man. I'm giving mm. it a five. Like, okay. Like the the you know I'm a sucker for continuing the story. They was able to continue the story. Uh, like you said, there are some stuff that are that are unanswered, but like they're not so important to the point where it ruins the movie. Like we really don't necessarily need to know if her dad um died that day. Like I, it's really not that important. Um. Uh, we got the close. We got the closure with with Stanley. Stanley wrote you know, basically a suicide letter and mailed it to everybody and explained why he didn't come. Mm-hmm. So I, I just felt like they, they really left every 
I doubt it and T crossed, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I I I, I honestly I love this shit, man. I'm, I'm giving it a five, man. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it as well, man. I'm glad that they didn't, you know what I'm saying, do that that one stupid thing that everybody hates to where they leave room to hopefully come back for another movie and all that shit. I think that it was dope for them to have, you know what I'm saying, a, a chapter one and a chapter two, keep it strictly at where it is. I think this is what makes these movies so good. Um, I'm not going to necessarily say five, though. I'm going to go four and a half. Uh, I think that, you know what I'm saying, it's a little bit more that they could have added to it. It's a little bit, of, you know what I'm saying, a little bit of extra they could have added in, in there. But for the most part, like I said, the cast was good. The uh, story was good. You know what I'm saying? They kept true to the older story as well, you know what I'm saying, to the original, to the novel. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go four and a half. Okay. I ain't mad at it, man. Um, like, listen, I... I never I this I made this comparison in the coming soon. I was like, for me, it's kind of like a dark night, dark night rises. It's like mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a really it's just a well put together thing. Yeah. I, I felt like they nailed that, they nailed this. I don't know, man. I I like I it 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 what I mean by what I just said was if it's on, I can just watch it. I don't yeah. care where it is. Like it, it got me every time it come on, man. So right. really glad to do this movie, man. For sure. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. So this next one, man, um, is one of the ones I saw a long time ago when I first seen it. It shocked me. I didn't know what I was watching, but I was I was like, oh yeah, this is it. Um, created and directed by Rob Zombie. Uh, this is one of the first joints he ever came out with. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses, man. I'm excited about this one. Man, listen. I'm going to put it to you like this. You're going to have to keep going. Because mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Oh, well, listen. This will be a first time <laughs> watching it. Yeah. So I'm going to just leave it at that. Listen, this is to me, this is one of the... Um, this is one of the the best horror movies that I've ever seen only because Rob Zombie is so twisted. He comes from that, that heavy metal, you know what I'm saying? Like grunge, you know what I'm saying? Like background. So for him to be able to take that and create the movies that he creates, you know what I'm saying? I like devil's rejects, um, the Halloween that he, you know what I'm saying? Directed and all that. I think this is, this was his opportunity to kind of put his horror vision out there. And I think this was one of the, the best ways for him to do that. So Friday, you know what I'm saying? That's what we'll be doing. House of a Thousand Corpses. You know what I'm saying? You guys get ready for that. Can't wait to um put that one together. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys then. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. We definitely appreciate it. Make sure you follow us on all socials, IG and Twitter, at Pod on Facebook, VA Pod Watch Group. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. You can follow me on Instagram as well at Scoots Bronson underscore TV. Um, also, check out my T-shirt line, ovop.storeenvy.com. I got all kind of graphic T-shirts there. Um, I'm actually wearing one right now as we speak. So go get yours. Uh, make sure you support. And that's all I got. Yeah, man, y'all can catch me at s.foster8. Uh, on IG and Twitter at 28 minutes at 28 minutes or less on IG as well. Mm-hmm. All major platforms for the podcast. Uh, go check it out. Uh, I got some new stuff on the way. 
So be on the lookout for the things that I got coming for that. Also, support the 4-3 podcast. New episode coming out Wednesday. You know, shout out to Siege, shout out to E. Carter, shout out to JD Oracle. Hopefully, we had a whole cast this week. So, yeah, you know, so we got, we, we were just getting our topics in today. So, right. Yeah. So, go uh, check out that podcast as well. For sure, man. So, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? See you guys on Friday. Can't wait for it. Until then, man, you already know, like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut. <laughs>